Section 4 of From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Bodorf From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse Edited by Olive Beaupre Miller Ye Merry Doings of Robin Hood Part 1 In summer when the shaws be shown and leaves be large and long it is full merry in fair forest to hear the fowlies song to see the deer draw to the dale and leave the hillies he and shadow them in the leaves green under the greenwood tree it befell in merry england in the days of henry the second that there dwelt within the green and shining glades hid deep in the heart of sherwood forest a bold and sturdy outlaw of the name of robin hood and with him seven score merry men strong of limb and stout of heart was robin and men more just and true where it deemed him truth and justice had been earned near dwelt by dale or down now it was full pity in those days that justice abode not in courts of law neither in officers of the crown for barons oppressed the poor the clergy did likewise and judges and sheriffs of the land used their high office but as a cloak for their corruptions he who had not was everywhere ground down beneath the heel of him who had justice went limping blind and halt throughout the land and the king himself in far-off london town though he had many a merry tilt with barons and clergy too on this very matter never came to the wordy phrase with the prize of even so much as a single statute to protect the sturdy yeomen of good old england in their sovereign rights thus justice beaten out as with cudgels from courts and churches and castles must ere go and dwell in the stout hearts of robin and his bold men of sherwood forest brave yeomen all each driven from the haunts of men by some villainry that befell them in the name of the law of the land there in the greenwood they lived a merry life and a free and righted many a shortcoming in the workings of the lopsided tribunals of nottinghamshire by maintaining in due and orderly fashion the superior law of the forest which being put into words was this rich or poor fair play for all and honour to no velvet coat but honour to him to whom honour is due who hath a stout heart a true and a merry a keen eye and a strong right arm full many a fat and lazy bishop or high-born lord puffed up with riches wrung from the poor were forced to stop and pay unwilling toll to that merry band and his ill-gotten gains were doled out again to all who had need in the countryside thus the name of robin hood was to those who waxed fat on the fruits of other men's labours a name of terror but in every humble and honest home throughout the whole north country a word of household blessing now it chanced at this time that there dwelt in nottingham the most inveterate most obdurate most stubborn enemy of robin and his men the right worshipful right powerful right proud and haughty lord high sheriff of nottingham Many a time had good Robin put a spoke in the sheriff's wheel, when he or his friends sought to fleece some innocent squire or yeoman of his goods, under fair pretense of right and proper process of law. And many a merry prank had Robin and his men played on that same most worshipful Lord High Sheriff. So had the sheriff vowed a vow by this and that and all he held most holy to catch bold Robin, have him in chains, and punished with such dire punishment as was meet for a thief and a robber yet in all nottinghamshire could he find not a single man to serve his warrant of arrest on robin too dearly the yeoman and husbandman loved him 
and a certain good tinker who but lately set forth to sherwood forest to obey the sheriff's commandment had fallen instead for love of the greenwood and its chief and joined the band alack in place of serving his ward whereof that most worshipful lord high sheriff had suffered much scorn and laughter of men and vowed a still more awful vow to have bold robin yet in irons on a bright morn in early spring up rose robin hood from his couch of grass and moss beneath the broad spreading branches of an age-old oak and plucked his hands and face in the swift running brook that chattered in saucy ripples over the pebbles the sun was up and came glimpsing glancing down through the tangle of leaves overhead flooding all the velvety greensward with sheen and waking the cowslips and pink-tipped daisies to laugh back a morning greeting all the air was fragrant with perfume and merry with little birds singing the lark and the mavis the cuckoo and the throstle here a pheasant his tail feathers tipped with gold strutted warily down a woodland path there a graceful doe and a spotted fawn sprang lightly bounding into the thicket and everywhere in that deep hidden glade fringed round about with majestic old oaks was the stirring joy of the new risen day bold robin as he scoured face and neck to a dusky red carolled lustily a gladsome matin song soon stretching and yawning up rose robin hood's men and came likewise to make themselves clean at the brook ere you could say jack robinson fires were burning away in the woods flames leaping and crackling in jolly sort and black kettles boiling and bubbling with savoury odour of breakfast to cookin in short order the board was spread and seven score men all in lincoln green with jaunty cock's feathers in their caps set merrily down to eat a venison pasty and good white bread in the free and open out of doors with never a wall to shut them in and never a roof save the bright blue sky there was that huge yokel little john and georgia green and will stutley and gill of the white hand and jolly friar tuck and much the miller's son and arthur a bland and that sweet singer of ballads allen a dale and the dainty dandy will scarlet who came first to sherwood forest clad in scarlet and dallying with a rose yet had such strength he could tear up a sapling by the roots and many another right merry fellow whose courage and metal robin had made occasion to prove ere ever he was invited to join the doughty band one and all those sturdy followers rendered unto robin hood and the just and equitable law of the greenwood full and implicit obedience breakfast over and done up rose robin and quoth lith and listen my merry men all to-day is fair in nottingham town and the proud sheriff holdeth there a splendid shooting match far and wide through the countryside his messengers have gone to proclaim the contest and thither will all go the best archers of the north country he that shooteth the best shall win a prize of silver arrow with head and feathers of gold now where be archers of greater skill than we of sherwood forest to the shooting match we must go to compete for the prize scarce had robin finished speaking when up rose that lumbering fellow little john of all the band best loved of robin and second to him in command though he was called little his limbs they were large and his stature was seven feet high wherever he came men quaked at his name for soon he would make them to fly and with a hay down dairy dairy down and a hay down down and a down good master quoth little john i was yester-e'en at the blue boar inn on nottingham road and with there came a stupid oaf an archer of the sheriff's who being overfull of the landlord's best home-brewed ale made bold to whisper in my ear that the sheriff laughs in his beard and saith to himself 
though i get no man to go to sherwood forest and serve my warrant on robin hood yet by means of my shooting match will i entice him and his men and corner them all as easily as foxes in a hen-coop ho ho laughed robin hood now busky ye born ye my merry men all if such be our friend the sheriff's intent we must then more surely than ever highest to nottingham town when the sun was up in the sky lo seven score men their lincoln green hid beneath sundry disguises some clad as poor peasants some as curtle friars some as tinkers some as beggars made off for nottingham town by deep hidden tangled wildwood paths these lofty green arches of the dusky forest and over the stile to the highway they went then down the long dusty white road edged with trim green hedgerows and flowery meadows whence the lark soared singing into the sky through villages with little thatched cottages where merry lasses peeped out from the casements uphill and downhill till they saw looming up before them and glistening in the sun the battlements and spires of old nottingham town here they fell in with the goodly crowd all going in the same direction common people afoot knights and squires on horseback their ladies in little carts or on gaily converting palfreys adorned with rich trappings and merry tinkling bells in the midst of this jolly company robin hood and his men passed on into the town here all was hubbub and merriment on every side were gay booths of coloured canvas with floating flags and streamers wherein cakes and barley sugar and many other good thing were for sale tumblers were tumbling on the green bagpipes screeching lads and lassies dancing and within a ring in the town square a wrestling match was toward but robin and his good fellows lingered nowhere they pressed on out the further gate of the town to the place reserved for the archery contest on a steep meadow before the old grey wall the range had been set seven score yards and ten in length and the rows of benches one above another that ran along the wall were filled with all the gaily dressed folk of rank and wealth from the country round about while opposite them a railing kept back the poor rabble who might only stand to look on at one end of the range near the great target with its bull's eye and vari-coloured circles rose a lofty seat beneath a splendid canopy where the sheriff and his lady were to sit robin and his men repaired to a great tent with fluttering banners and there joined the other archers who were gathering to make ready for the contest at last and at last to a mighty fanfare of trumpets that drew all eyes to the town gate came issuing forth the proud sheriff and his lady all splendidly mounted on horseback and surrounded by a bodyguard of soldiers they bore themselves right haughtily and both were clad in marvellous silks and velvets ermines and swans down with chains of gold aglitter with jewels no sooner had they taken their seats than a herald sounded three blasts on his silver horn in answer to which the archers sprang lightly forth to the range amid loud shouts of acclaim from the people such shooting as was done that day has never been seen in the whole north country before now the while william o'leslie the sheriff's head archer was sending his arrows into the very blue circle that surrounded the bull's eye and leading all the rest the sheriff himself peered squinting about for sight of a single gleam of lincoln green amid the archers ho oh, says he swaggering to his lady methinks that thief robin hood have not dared to put his head into my noose my good william o'leslie belike will win the prize and throughout the countryside men shall proclaim the head archer of the sheriff of nottingham to be the best marksman in all the land just then stepped up to the mark where the archers stood when shooting a ragged beggar with dirty brown hair and a patch over one eye lo said the sheriff's lady 
yon rogue is as broad and sturdy as robin hood look to him well my love now now said the sheriff in scorn a lady's fancy doth run away with her like a skittish mare started a shadow canst thou not see yon fellow's beard is brown where robin's is yellow and he hath but one eye know well that no man can befool the sheriff of nottingham were robin here in this crowd my sharp eye would surely find him the stranger took his place fixed his grey goose shaft in his stout yew bow took a careful aim and twanged the string straight flew arrow to its mark striking the bull's eye in the very centre a shout went up from the people but the sheriff himself called out in the same heat now to it william o leslie split the beggar's shaft with as good a shot no better archers live than serve the sheriff of nottingham but the gray-haired old archer shook his head and flung his quiver back on his shoulder with a mighty rattling of arrows nay quoth he against such a marksman i will not shoot i did not ween in all england there dwelt such an one save only robin hood of sherwood forest now robin hood robin hood robin hood quoth the sheriff in hot anger who says to me always robin hood there be plenty of better marksmen than he and the cowardly knave hath not even dared show his face here in my presence this day come hither fellow the ragged beggar approached to the foot of the sheriff's splendid seat here take the prize thou hast won it fairly enough and he handed to him the gold and silver arrow now hark i bid thee join my service with me thou shalt be well paid and thou shalt eat and drink the best there is no good man in any line but i called my standard and since thou hast defeated william o leslie thou must be my man mary i rejoice that thou art a better marksman than that coward robin hood and one day we will show him full fair the worth of the sheriff of nottingham's men the beggar looked up with a twinkle in his sorry eye i will serve thee o sheriff as thou deservest said he here fellow the sheriff turned to a huge lumbering rogue dressed in the uniform of his guards who had appeared suddenly beside the beggar take this man off to the barracks for my archers henceforth he shall dwell midst the very mess marksman in all nottinghamshire the great lumbering fellow looked up not only with a twinkle but with a prodigious wink of one jolly eye aye aye says he i will take him off to the spot where dwell the very best marksmen in all nottinghamshire and he put his huge hand on the beggar's shoulder and the two disappeared in the crowd at sunset in the depths of sherwood forest robin hood emerged amidst much laughter from the tatters of the beggar while little john cast off the garments of the soldier here here says little john i have kept my promise and brought thee where dwell the best marksman in nottinghamshire ay quoth robin and i have still to keep my promise of serving that rascally sheriff as he hath deserved i like not that he called robin a coward for fearing to come to the match that night the sheriff sat dining in the great hall in his house in nottingham town with gay candles a-flicker on the long table before him sending dancing shadows to play hide-and-seek over the splendid dishes and adown the long rows of men-at-arms and household servants that sat below the sheriff and his lady at meat all men talked of the shooting by my troth cried the sheriff i did not reckon that knave robin so great a coward as to fear to come to the contest let that good fellow who won the prize come hither to me but lo as men looked among the archers at the foot of the table the prize-winner was nowhere to be seen nor neither that huge lumbering fellow in the uniform of the guard who had led him from the field and even as the sheriff's attendant sought for the two hiss a grey goose shaft shot in at the window just missing the sheriff's nose and so startling him that he came near tumbling out of his chair recovering himself with much dignity 
the sheriff pulled up the arrow from among the dishes before him tied to it was a little scroll unrolling the same he read may heaven bless thy grace this day say all in sweet sherwood for thou didst give the prize away to merry robin hood with an angry snarl the sheriff crushed the scroll in his hand Two. Now of a moonlight night, soon after this, Robin Hood and his men sat back in a circle in their greenwood glade, and out from the lodge built of rustic boughs in a fragrant bower on the edges of the wood came the minstrel Allen a Dale, with his fair bride Ellen, whom Robin and his men had saved of late from being of her father wedded perforce to a rich and rascally baron, and Allen and Ellen took their seats on the soft grass in the circle, and Allen sang to his silver-toned harp, plaintive mournful sweet old ballads of england there lived a lass in yonder dale and down in yonder glen oh and many another such then rose robin hood from the circle and wandered away alone down a moonlit trail through the wild wood it was a fairy night of witching elfin splendor the glistening silver moonbeams went coquetting with the shadows peering from a thicket saucily but to flit away upon the instant as if in dainty mischief calling delicately to mind sweet fancies of the fairy queen titania and oberon the elfin king and jolly robin goodfellow and all those other sprightly elfin folk who once danced their merry round within the moonlit greenwood all the beauty of the night went warm to robin's heart but ah good robin was lonely he too loved a lassie a bonny bonny lassie yet would he never coax her from her safe and sheltered home to share his wild life in the forest thinking on his dear maid marian he strode slowly down the path so he came at last to a narrow little bridge over a babbling brook where he had first met little john and made occasion to challenge him months ago to a contest there little john had proved himself so skilful at play of quarter stays as to pitch bold robin into the brook wherefore bold robin had invited him to join his band and ever after dearly loved him as he stood by this memorable spot he saw come tripping down the very same road over which little john had come a jaunty page with a feather in his cap now by my faith said robin to himself though i see yon fellow none too clearly his look strikes over much of courts and barons halls to be to my liking still he hath broad shoulders and a confident gait and i will even try his mettle he cannot see more lackadaisical than did will scarlet when first i tested him yet is no better man in all my band the youth looks worth the trial of his courage so saying he tied a handkerchief over his face below his eyes and stepped out roughly on to the bridge ho fellow he cried in a hoarse threatening voice stop thou hast gone far enough over this road none passes here save as i will face thee round about and march thee whence didst come or mary i have here by my side a jolly good blade that plays a right merry tune nay now good sir quoth the page full courteously i mean mischief to no man but i have business beyond pray let me pass pass thou shalt not saying it be that i pass thee over my head on the point of my spear pass thee i will cried the page my humour is to do no man harm yet in sooth my business lieth across this bridge and he drew his sword and came forward right sturdily now it was a merry sight to see how that sweet youth fell to with his blade how bold were the strokes he struck and how stoutly he stood to his own defence it was click and clack and thwick and thwack 
and a scratch here for robin and a scratch there for the page though had neither one wit the better of the other till at last good robin dropped his rough and threatening voice and cried once more in his own fair tone enough courteous stranger put up thy sword i have tried thee and found thee in spite of thy clothes a right sturdy fellow come join my band and range the greenwood with me tis robin hood bids thee and he pulled the handkerchief from off his face then lack a mercy on us the youth dropped his sword and crumpled up in a heap on the ground at robin hood's feet and all his bold strength was vanished and he began to cry in a weak little voice o oh, robin my robin so near had i wounded thee dost thou not know me thine own maid marian i ran away from the town where the scoundrel sheriff sought to force me to wed his cross-eyed son and am come all the way to the greenwood just to seek thee my robin oh marian my lassie good robin could scarcely believe his ears and he raised up the maiden and held her face to the moonlight and there sure enough but with hair cut short like a boy's was his own dear lassie marian mine only dear come to dwell with thee robin in the greenwood forever then robin's heart leapt like a doe for joy and he took his true love by the hand and led her back to fair ellen's bower in the greenwood glade and fair ellen received maid marian with gladness and gave her shelter for the night when the morrow was come maid marian and robin were wedded by friar tuck in the great cathedral of the arching wildwood and lo what a day it was for joy for all merry days in the forest it was the first of may the festival of the coming of spring when lads and lassies from the village come out a-maying and burst from the woodland paths into the greenwood glade their arms filled with flowers their heads decked with wreaths and over all the fragrance of the white hawthorn blue and they roamed singing and laughing about maid marian and made her queen of the may they set her up high on a throne of green boughs and crowned her with garlands then robin hood's men cut down the tallest and straightest birch tree in the wood and set it up for a maypole in the centre of the glade while the maidens wreathed it about with flowers and the lads fastened to its long top streamers of gay-coloured ribbons with little tinkling bells when all was done came merry dancers some in rag-tags of costumes some in simple clothes of the countryside and lads and lassies each seized a ribbon and fell a-dancing twisting turning weaving gracefully in and out singing a merry song and plaiting the long-coloured ribbons with quips and sports and pranks the day was filled there were contests at quarter staves and wrestling and robin hood's men set up the willow wands hung with garlands that served them for targets and held a shooting match the victor being crowned with a wreath by maid marian queen of the may a stately feast closed the gladsome day then lads and lassies went back once more to the little thatched cots in the villages but maid marian was come in sooth to stay in the greenwood and robin hood built for her a lodge in a flowery bower and there sharing robin's life she continued to dwell end of part one